The second longest bull market in U.S. history continues its course, but October has historically been the month to be wary. Are we reliving 1929 again? On today's show, we'll talk about the U.S. bull market and which sectors will prevail or fail with our guest Ron Mazels of Phases and Cycles. Welcome to the IRP Journal Podcast, where independent research providers discuss their views on asset allocations, capital markets, fundamentals, technicals, and the macro economy with your host, Steve Edge. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Edge. Today, I'm joined by Ron Mazels, a longtime veteran of the North American markets from Phases and Cycles. He's the president and founder, and his firm specializes in independent technical and behavior analysis. Welcome, Ron, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Hi, Steve. Nice to be here. Good to have you. Thanks for coming. Well, I just want to talk about the the current bull market in the U.S. It's been going on since 2009. Does it have more legs? Are there more are there signs of weakness, or is it business as usual? You know the saying: the trend is your friend. What do you think? Well, to look at that, we have to go back and look at the history of of, of let's say the Dow, or the new, or the North, or the U.S. new bull market, and. Uh, the way to look at it is that the, there are such things as the secular bull market, meaning period during which every cycle, every little movement is higher than the previous one. And the bear markets within this long period, long period of time are always and higher as well as the tops and higher. And so if we go back to this, there has been a secular bull market from 1896 to 1929. And uh, also, and uh, that was the market was up 1,400% roughly. And then we had what we call a secular bear market where the market sold off to, from 1929 to 1932 and about 90% uh, loss. The, the Dow came down from 400 down to 40. Then from 1932, he had another long bull, secular bull market that topped out at 1,000 on the down in 1968. And there, followed by another secular bear market where the market sold off to 1974. The period from 1932 to 1968 was roughly 1,500% gain. And then the sell-off in six, and from 68 to 74 was about 75%. The market came down from 1,000 to about 585. And then from there, 1974, we went up to year, to year 2000, where the market first time hit 10,000. That was at roughly 1,600% gain. And from 2000, we sold down to 2009 at 30% loss. So the important thing that I like to point out here is that the market, long secular bull bull market, uh, is followed by a secular bear market. And once the secular bear market is completed, in other words, the sell-off in 1929 to 1974 and to 2009, the very first bull cycle that follows is usually very, very strong because the market has sold off so far, uh, stock became so inexpensive or undervalued that that first period following a major collapse in the market, like 1929, like 1968 to 74, like 2000 to 2009, is so, the stocks become so undervalued, the bull market that follows is usually very, very strong. And we saw that in 1932, we saw it in 1974, and we're now seeing it this time again. So 
The reason that this market is so strong is because it follows this 2009 sell-off where the market became very, very undervalued. And so there is, in my mind, there is no way that we are in 1929 because 1929 was a previous peak like, like 1968 and like 2000. Okay, well, I mean, 1929 was in October and here we are in October. Uh, should people be concerned? Is this a time where investors should be more cautious? Uh, we had a very, very positive September here. Uh, yes, you're right, Steve. The Octobers have historically been, uh, been a period where the market finds a certain low or even sells off, like in 1987 and 1929, etc. But um, it usually precedes, it, this period is usually preceded by a very negative September. We did not have a very bad September uh, this time. And so that brings to mind the fact that maybe the market is so strong uh, at this stage that uh, it is not uh, not adhering to the usual uh, October disasters. Now, uh, we could have a sell-off in October. We could have a sell-off for the rest of this month, but I don't expect it to be uh, that drastic. Uh, if, if there is any sell-off, the market should find support roughly around the 2100, 2150 area in the Dow terms. I'm sorry, 21,000 and 21,500 area. Now, are there any sectors or stocks that uh, that are on your radar these days? Historically, historically, at this period of time where we are, meaning uh, and in a market that has already gone from 2009 all the way to here, historically, it's the materials and uh, sector that usually does best. Unfortunately, this time, and that, of course, material sector in, includes such things as papers and, and uh, chemicals and oils. But unfortunately, at this time, uh, the oils are under uh, a different condition than they were in many periods before. We have an oil that is trading roughly around the $50 area, not at where it was um, very much previously. So the oil stocks, specifically in the Canadian oil stocks, uh, ha aren't doing as well as they usually do in the cycle. However, the paper stocks, some of the paper stocks specifically, for example, in New York, uh, material stocks uh, such as um, uh, the Ball in New York, Louisiana Pacific, Myers, Newmont Mining, Weyerhaeuser, Weyerhaeuser it's a paper stock. Some of these stocks are actually doing quite well. Ron, you touched on Canada and I'd like to get there in a moment. But first, I would like to ask our trivia question, which we will answer at the end of the podcast. Now, when was the last time the Canadian dollar was at par with the U.S. dollar? Answer at the end of the show. So back to the uh, podcast, Ron. Canada, uh, you mentioned Canada before, paper and oil. Um, they seem to have run out of steam, though. They're consolidating at these levels. Uh, is Canada a buy or there are other, other opportunities to consider instead? Uh, our, our banks have done very well uh, compared to the disaster that happened in New York um, a number of years ago. And so our, our banks are actually uh, at a very attractive level. And I think specifically because of where the Canadian dollar is right now, which I won't tell you where it is because I don't want to answer your puzzle immediately. Um, that would be one attraction. Uh, and uh, we have the, the because of that because again because of the the price of oils I'm sorry because of the price of the Canadian dollar 
And uh, because many of the Canadian stocks are interlisted to New York, uh, stocks like life insurance companies and, um, and um, uh, money managing companies are doing pretty well in, in Canada, such as Manulife and Standard Life. So you're, you like the, the financial sector um, and the materials sector uh, above all in Canada? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, on top of that, the other sector that I would mention is two stocks. One is called Linamar and the other one called Magna, which is involved in the car productions. And Magna specifically is now doing something specific uh, in relation to electric cars. All right. Um, there's been a lot of uh, uh, talk of uh, electric cars, particularly uh, with Tesla in, in China. Um, if we look at the, the, the TSE chart, we can see that uh, it has been consolidating. Um, should we be buying dips here? Should we be do selling rallies or um, c- accumulating positions? What, what do you think? Uh, t- t- Toronto, as I said, because of the uh, because of what the dollar has done to the Canadian market and what the oil oil specifically the price of oils uh, has done to the Canadian market, the market the Canadian market has lagged. The U.S. market starts quite substantially. However, at this stage, uh, it seems like it is starting a new life. And uh, we had a very important low in 2016 February, just like in New York. And since then, the, the Canadian market is starting is starting to catch up with the newer market. In the market was at 11,500 in February 2016, currently at 15,500. So we have put on 4,000 4, uh, point uh, uh, since since uh, about a, a lot, since June of, uh, sorry Jan- uh, January of uh, 2016. So should we continue to be buying at these levels? Yes, yes, because the Canadian market would be breaking into new all-time highs if it if it manages to pass, uh, which I believe is possible, uh, of 16,000. Yes. That was Ron Mazels of Phases and Cycles. His report is featured in the latest issue of the IRP Journal, which is free to download for qualified buy-side. Please do visit our website, irpjournal.com, to register today. Before we get to the trivia answer, though, I'd like to ask our listeners if they could take a minute to provide some feedback and rate our podcast. This, of course, is invaluable and will shape the podcast in the future. And, of course, if your colleagues might be interested to hear this podcast, please do pass it along. Okay, the trivia answer we asked earlier. When was the last time the Canadian dollar was at par with the U.S. dollar? The answer was February 3rd, 2013. The Canadian dollar has since fallen to a low of 69 cents, which it hit on the 17th of January, 2016. Well, that's our show for this week. Again, please provide some feedback and rate our show. Let your colleagues know if you think our podcast is worthwhile. And, of course, don't forget to register at our website today, irpjournal.com, to get the latest free issue of the IRP Journal for Qualified Buy Side. Have a great day and I hope all your trades outperform.